You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this episode of the podcast, Yota from At Yota's Books joins me on the podcast to talk about our favourite romance reads. We thought this would be the perfect episode for Valentine's Day. There are no spoilers in this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hello, Yotta, and welcome to the Bookstory and Podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I am very much so looking forward to having a discussion with you all one-on-one about Romance Reads. Uh, we are both a part of Booked and Busy Briz uh, of Brisbane, which is a group of bookstagrammers here in Brisbane, um, but we very rarely have time to discuss books one-on-one, so I'm looking forward to having you to myself tonight. Me too. Hopefully that doesn't sound too creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So my first icebreaker question, which is how I start every podcast, is what is a romance book that you would recommend to everyone? I literally was thinking about this question for so long because like, it's like as soon as you get asked this question, you forget every single book you've ever read. It's like, which one is like the one you want everyone to read? But I think it would have to be It's Been a Pleasure, Nonnie Blake. Um, I was just absolutely obsessed with that book when I read it and just the inclusivity in it and just everything about it is literally just amazing. I loved it. And it even stems from the cover art as well and the whole way through the book. It is, um, it's one that I'm definitely going to mention a little bit later on with one of the other prompts and questions as well. But, um, and Claire Christian is also a playwright here in Brisbane too. So it's kind yeah. of excited, exciting that like a Brizzy girl's written such an incredible book that so many books. Yeah, well, I read her um, young adult book, um, Beautiful Mess, which was literally it was so 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 amazing it was about mental illness and it was just such an inspiring book and like I read it when I was a teenager actually and it just was one that I'd always thought about over time and then when I saw that she read this one I was just like my mind was blown because it was just so different from like what beautiful mess was it was just amazing like you could see I felt like I kind of grew with her with that book which was special yeah it's really nice when you can connect to an author over, or yeah, and have that connection with an author um, through their novels and through their writing as well. Um, I did the same thing as you. Like I sat down with some of these questions and I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And then, or I actually wrote down a stack of answers and then I went up and had a look at my bookshelves and I was like, hang on a second. I loved this book. Where's that book going to fit? So my answers are kind of jumbled around a lot, but the one that I think I stuck with and I'm happy to say that this is something I'd recommend to everyone is me before you by Jojo Moyes. So I know that it's not like, I know that in its nature, it's not necessarily strictly a romance read. um, But like, that's probably the love story that comes out of it and then carries on through the series is, is quite an integral part of the story, I would say. Um, and it's just like, it's gut wrenchingly beautiful. The memory has stayed with me forever. And I'm certainly not a crier when I read books. Like I will cry all the time in real life, like just from watching a movie or um, like, like, yeah, but it's or watching a piece of theater, but it's never a book, but I think I got a little bit misty eyed. <laughs> I cried everything. 
<laughs> it's quite funny because my best friend's the complete opposite. Like she never cries over anything, but she'll bawl her eyes out reading a book. And I'm the, the complete opposite. <laughs> I just do both. <laughs> <laughs> just cry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think if anyone um, listening hasn't read that one yet, I certainly think put that on your TBR. It, it also has that a different sort of representation um, around euthanasia, which is certainly something that's quite a, a popular topic or a quite a relevant topic, especially in Queensland um, at the moment as well. Uh, so it, it's definitely it definitely brings a new perspective to that issue as well. Um, and I think that I think the movie's done quite well as well. I wouldn't. I, I would definitely prefer the book. The movie made me ball. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh, it would be nice to get a few more movies actually, but I think it's, I think the um, cookie, I think the time's probably passed for that to happen. Yeah, unfortunately. So one of the reasons I have asked you to join me on the podcast today is you also have a bookstagram. So could you please introduce your bookstagram handle and describe your feed for my listeners? Yep. Um, so my handle is at Yotta's Books. Um, Yotta is my Greek name. So my Australian name is Patrice, but Yotta is what everyone calls me. So hence Yotta's books. Um, my feed is basically just pictures of books on my bed. Um, <laughs> it's mainly romance books. Um, I'm, as this episode will show, a big romance reader. Um, I sometimes steer away from that, but then I end up not liking it and then always going back to romance because like it's my comfort. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. And I would certainly recommend following Yota if, if you want those romance recommendations because it's always the page that I go to if I am looking for something new um, or even just want to want to read your opinion on it first before I give it a go. Why did you actually start your Bookstagram account though? I was actually posting all the books that I read on my private Instagram, um, on my stories, I'd do like a little count. So I'd be like book one of the year, book two, book three. And then the year before I started Bookstagram, I'd got up to 60 and I was like, you know what? I'm spamming everyone. Like I need to chill. And then I discovered Bookstagram and I was like, what the heck? This is amazing. Um, so then I just took the plunge and made one. Um, I remember I was like, in the beginning, I just posted the photos of like the screenshots of the stories that I posted and I was like this is terrible like this looks horrible what am I doing and then I just kind of like used that as like sort of a way to escape from everything that was going on because it was in April last year so it was as COVID was kind of going a bit psycho and um, everyone was kind of up in the air about things and I'd just started a new job and um, it was kind of something that I could have like a comfort in and something that would be stable for me, which was really good. I, I always really enjoy asking people that question because it can be so diverse. Like, and, and then there can be some really um, unifying factors, like not wanting to spam other people um, on their own personal account or just reading so much or whether or not be discovering bookstagram itself. But it's really nice that you also have it as like something um, comforting view as well and it's nice not to always feel the pressure behind um having a social media like purely just using it and showing what you want to show and what you read um as well and what are some other bookstagram accounts that you love there's a lot um i think 
the things that I love the most about Bookstagram is not just the photos that people get that people take, but the content. And I know a lot of people get followed for their photos, but the content is something that really stands out for me and also the people behind the photos. And so my favorite, so I've got a top three. Um, one would be Laura Reads. Um, I've become such good friends with Laura. Um, her photos are literally just insanely good. And the amount of effort she puts into her actual posts as well is just amazing. Um, another one would be Easy Reads. I know she's done an episode on here as well. Um, we clicked instantly. We're both Greek people who names get pronounced incorrectly constantly. <laughs> and so we just, yeah, we click straight away and we've become really good friends from that. Um, and my last one would be Pauline is reading. Her photos are literally amazing. Like her boyfriend Reese is Instagram boyfriend of the year. Like he takes the best photos of her. Um, and just her feed is so aesthetically pleasing and her reviews are amazing. And I can always have really good chats with her um, as well. So yeah, it's really good. And each of those accounts I, I do follow as well. And, and as you said, Irini from Easy Reads um, has joined me on an episode uh, in my first season that was all about uh, one of our one of our standout books, which is The Pool of Stars by Emma yeah. Donoghue. Um, and it's certainly one of my most memorable episodes uh, because we just clicked so well and had some really great observational things about that book. And that book was very um, complex and very multi-layered. But I'm also working on an episode... Uh, with her again for this season, which is all about Greek mythology and Greek myths and retellings. So, Hi, we're the Book Club Babes. I'm Chantel. And I'm Kate. And together, along with our online community, we choose and read one book each month. Some of the books we've read together include Firekeeper's Daughter, The Rose Code, Bear Town, and more. That's my fiance. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. And he says he'll talk for a fish burger and fries, which I was like, yeah. Well, do you want a ring? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh no. No, no. And she was like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. And now they want her to cook the meth. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to join us, please search for bookclubbabes.pod on Instagram. Look for our private discussion group on Facebook or check us out online at bookclubbabes.ca. And find us every Thursday wherever you pod. Bye! Bye. Uh, on to talking about romance. And as I mentioned previously, uh, you are my go-to for looking at some romance reads on Bookstagram and um, just looking forward to sitting down and talking to you about a variety of books. I guess to sort of segue into this, um, a, a question that's good to get out of the way first and foremost is what do you actually love about romance reads? What is about them that keeps you coming back? And as you said before, you you do dabble in some other genres, but you always come back to romance. So what is it about romance? I just love how good it makes you feel. Like you read it, you know how it's going to end most of the time. You know, like there's a beginning, middle where a problem happens and then the ending is just a happy ending. And I use it as kind of a form of escapism as well. Like pretty much any of reading is escapism for me, but romance particularly because it's just so like, it just makes your heart feel happy. 
And a lot of the time also I read these books and I'm like sitting next to my boyfriend and I'm like, wow, you like this. <laughs> so like I kind of get like the funny side of it as well. Cause like a lot of the time it's so exaggerated and it just makes me laugh. Like I remember um, I reviewed Talia Hibbert's um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. And I was just like, I think I said in it that the um, adult scenes reminded me of the lyrics of WAP at times because I was just like, I could not, I was just like, it just makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't deal with when it's like really intense steamy moments. I'm just like, yeah, nah, not for me. <laughs> so it brings me laughter as well. Yeah. Some of those um, intimate moments are certainly very cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. And just sit, like some of the vocab that's used in particular is, yeah, can, can send you into fits of giggles and eye rolls. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to agree. Baby girl. <laughs> yeah. I would have to agree that I certainly look to romance for escapism. And it's actually quite interesting as if I look across the last um, eight months or so of my reading, I've read a lot of romance this year. So I sometimes get really bogged down in historical fiction, but romance has, has really been something I've enjoyed. And even the last season of the podcast, um, I had two romance reads that were standalones on their own. So the X talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon um, and then also the road trip by Beth O'Leary and they had their complete own episodes. And that just sort of reflects, I guess, the, the time, um, a, a place, well, a moment in time. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Um, where, where I was at. And it can also be just a bit of a break from some of those heavier reads as well. But having said that, quite often a good romance will also have some kind of serious issue threaded within. So something like Me Before You, whilst it is a beautifully told uh, romance, there are certainly some underlying issues there for a reader to take away as well. And I like that romance can be quite clever about how they influence a reader about those sorts of issues too. Yeah. I have been reading a lot lately that have like those underlying issues as well. Mm. Um, like it, it's so good when the author doesn't just have like a fluffy romance and they're like, and that's it. Like they're all fine and perfect and all that stuff. Like it's so good when they actually have like real, not problems, but like things they need to get through. Those things like really are good. Like the, um, the Heart Principle by Helen Huang. It was the new release by her. Um, both the main characters had things to get through and like the growth that they had within that as well as a romance, it was really good as well. Like it wasn't just like all fluffy happiness. It was like these people had issues that they overcome together and it was really cool. And look, don't get me wrong, the fluffy stuff's good too. But I think if you read, if you consistently read that, it, yeah, the I think the romance genre would become quite grating. Yeah, it kind of gets repetitive. Definitely. Um, all right. The next question that I have for you, which I think there's a few here that we could probably sink our teeth into, is what is your favourite enemies to lovers read? Oh, this one was hard too because... I was like, I don't want to be basic and say ones that are like really popular, but the ones that are really popular are really popular for a reason because they're good. <laughs> um, so my ones would have to be either The Hating Game by Sally Thorne 
or the unhoneymooners by christina lauren because they are just iconic <laughs> i haven't read the first one that you said can you tell me a little bit about it oh yes i can so um the hating game is two people who are both assistants um they work opposite each other and they hate each other so much like they are just angry angry people um and they always like have these like petty little like things going on um and then you know long story short they just don't hate each other anymore which classic enemies enemies to lovers lovers. (laughs) yeah i think it's pretty i think it's pretty safe to say an enemies to lovers says it all anyway I really do adore the unhoneymooners as well. Um, And it's certainly a go-to recommendation for a lot of people who are looking for a romance read. And look, it's classic enemies to lovers, but I really like the unique premise, the idea that all these people get food poisoning at a wedding, except for these two people, like fantastic. And that they both end up on this honeymoon together. And it certainly has like the right kind of a steamy scene, but it's also a little bit dreamy with the Hawaiian destination and it ticks off so many boxes for me and most people that I've recommended it to also really loved it. It's a good one. Yeah. And super iconic. It is all over bookstagram. <laughs> it really is. But it's the other one, yes, there's definitely a reason for it. Um, the other one is the X talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. So I mentioned this one before on season three, I did a podcast episode on that and it's a very noticeable enemies to lovers and explores that within the workplace. So potentially quite similar to the hate game. Um, And the only thing I am going to say is that I didn't agree with the ending. I wasn't really happy with the normal arc of like, they have a big massive fight and, you know, will they or won't they get over it and get on with their lives. And I thought the, the big massive fight was just too massive to move past, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, that I knocked a star off for that. So that's a four, not a five. <laughs> uh, so we've mentioned a number of authors already this evening and it's okay if you've got more than one, cause I know I do, but who would be your favorite romance author and what books of theirs do you love? I think the author that I recommend literally to everyone um, is Talia Hibbert. She wrote, get a life, Chloe Brown, take a hint, Danny Brown and Act Your Age, Eve Brown. Um, so they're about three, di- three different books about three sisters um, and their romance and they're just really good. Um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, I mentioned earlier. It's just honestly one of my favourite books of all time. Um, Chloe Brown has fibromyalgia, which is um, a chronic condition where your muscles um, have like a lot of pain and I actually have that too so to have a book where the main character is suffering from fibromyalgia as well it was like really special to me because I was just like she is me <laughs> so I really loved it and like the romance side of it like the guy was so 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 beautiful towards her when it came to it um, and it was just amazing and then the other sisters have things as well like um, Eve is on the autism spectrum and she has um, she finds someone who's accommodating to that and it's just it's it's all beautiful everything about it is amazing her series is just wonderful 
And it honestly comes back to that idea of, of having that romance, but then having an underlying, um, whether it be an un- underlying theme or issue that's being explored um, or love in its many different forms as well. It's quite beautiful. Um, I have, uh, so I'm going to mention two because I did mention me before you earlier, but when I ha- sort of have a look at the author and then the number of books of theirs I have read, I, yeah, Jojo Moyes would have to be one of them. And I also do really love The Giver of Stars, uh, which I will mention um, a little bit later on when we talk about favorite historical romance as well. So I thought I definitely had to mention Jojo Moyes here. Um, but my other one would be Beth O'Leary. I do really like her writing style. I find yeah. her premises really interesting. Uh, the Flat Share would still be my pick of yeah. all three of hers that I've read. Um, and I think just it's unconventional and a little bit cheeky and, um, and again, as, as I've mentioned multiple times, there's the, the, there are underlying issues that exist within the text as well. Um, and I have done an episode on the road trip previously on the podcast too. Wasn't a huge fan of the switch. Like it took me a little while to get into it. I, I don't know whether it was the multi-age thing or I felt like it was very predictable with where it was yeah. going. Um, but I'm also looking forward to her new novel, which comes out next year as well. So that one sounds quite interesting too. <laughs> yeah I liked I loved the flat chair so much like just the whole idea of it was literally incredible I felt the same about the switch I think I remember I said it reminded me of that movie the holiday where they swap and I was like I was kind of like yeah okay (laughs) um road trip I read it in like five hours it was amazing I smashed it out (laughs) Yeah, and that one that one seemed to like cause a bit of controversy as well. Like yeah. I think people were really unhappy with the way some characters were represented in there, which I was like, I think you're going a little bit too deep for a romance read. <laughs> I think I think yeah. there's a bit bit too much going in in there. Um her new novel is called The No Show. Is meant to be released in April this year. Cool. Awesome. I I like that we we both like Beth O'Leary's and uh, we've had a few, like we agree on, on her writing style and what, what books of hers we quite enjoyed. So stepping on to my next question is what is your favorite LGBTQI romance read? I actually couldn't pick one for this one. I picked two. Um, the first one would be Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. It was just so cute. It was just, it just a feel good, amazing adorable book that you just kind of read so fast and it's just it makes you feel good basically that's all I can say it makes you feel good (laughs) um and then the second one would be Song of Achilles um oh my goodness I remember when I read it I messaged it in easy reads and I was like is this book a little gay and then I got like three pages in and I was like this one is like a lot gay (laughs) and it was just it was so so good like growing up with Greek mythology and just having all that and then having that with it I was just like speechless over how much I loved it it was not what I expected from the book and then just the brilliance of it it was just amazing yeah, I'd have to agree. I That was one of the ones that I have written down as well. And I only uh, recently read it, but it, it took me by surprise. And yeah. I actually listened to a podcast uh, that 
uh, that interviewed Madeline Miller about her choices about the novel. And she was quite adamant about the idea of the gay relationship between Achilles and Patrocles uh, was yeah. rooted in history. Like it's, it's alluded to in some of the historical books, such as like yeah. the, I think, I believe she said the Iliad and the Odyssey, but do not quote me on that in case I'm completely wrong. But I, I think that that's something that's been so buried in history and mythology and uh, for it to come to fruition in this way through this novel, I thought it was done beautifully. Yeah, definitely. And my other one would be one that you've already previously mentioned, which is It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake by Claire Christian. And it's like, I just found Noni so relatable um, I like being a teacher and being in, in a similar environment to her. And it was funny and, and adventurous. But I think for me too, like, like you were saying before about the idea about it being uh, about romances can sometimes be overly hyped or overly um, like, I, I wanted to use the word fantasy. Like it just yeah. felt like Noni had was living in a bit of a fantasy and that everything just fell into place way too easily. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure if I quit my job and upended and, and went overseas, I don't think things would go the same way they fell into so perfectly into place for her. So yeah. Um, but I think that's definitely one worth a mention. And one last stop by Qua- Casey McQuiston is yeah. currently on my TBR as well. I didn't like that one. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> well, when I got it, I didn't know that it was about time travel because I tend to pick up books without reading the blurb. So it was kind of my mistake. Like if I read it, I probably would have like been expecting it and I would have been like, yeah, sick, like let's go. But I didn't and I just found it odd. Like I think I'm one of the only people who didn't like it because like all I see is like raving reviews like they're like I love it I love it I love it and I'm like well <laughs> um yeah I just kind of it just fell flat for me like it was good the romance was cute the storyline was cute but I just kind of like I don't know yeah and potentially like when you're as a reader like when you step into the world and if you're not expecting it it can be really hard to get your head past it like what am I reading? How does that make sense? Um, And especially I'm a bit worried if you're a very logical person, because I'm also a very logical person. So I quite often, I can't get through much fantasy other than A Court of Roses and Thorns. Um, Shout out to that series. Again, talking about (laughs) romance. (laughs) Like I can get into that series, but I really struggle with a bit of like magical realism sort of fantasy in a story. And also the main character just annoyed me so much. Like she was just, (laughs) like like, we love her we love her and I was just like I do not and I think if you can't relate to to characters as well that can make it quite difficult and sometimes um, when I'm thinking of do not like DNFing a book I will go I just don't like this character and I actually don't care what happens to them yeah literally (laughs) I I persevered because I was like surely it gets better but then it just didn't like she wouldn't go to work like for two weeks at a time. And I was just like, how is she not fired? Like, <laughs> I was like, all about. like I wasn't focusing on the story more. So like, she should not have a job right now. Fair enough. I, well, look, I got it as a library loan as well. So I, there must've been some inkling in me that I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm actually going to love it and adore it that I want my own copy of it. So yep. yeah. <laughs> so 
we've spoken a little bit about a variety of, of romance reads. And um, as I, I tend to mention way too much on the podcast, I love historical fiction. So I couldn't do a romance episode without asking this question. And it is, what is your favorite historical romance? I actually don't read historical romance very often. So <laughs> complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't even know if this one classifies as historical romance, so you can tell me if it does. Um, but I'd say The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I don't know. I don't know if it counts. But I think, it's, well, it's a historical fiction novel that has romance heavily threaded throughout. And, I mean, if we looked at The Song of Achilles, you could probably also say The Song of Achilles is a historical fiction read too. Yeah. So there we go. (laughs) I think anything is what you want it to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'd pick, I'd pick Evelyn Hugo because I just, everything Taylor Jenkins read, I'm like, I'm obsessed with, like insanely obsessed with. (laughs) And that, that um, book also fits into the previous category as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They kind of all merge into one really. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And uh, sometimes, you know, there's, there could be other books or stories that are very much so another genre, but because there is an underlying romance throughout it, which I usually look for in a book, it's very, very genre fluid. (laughs) Mine, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, my favorite historical romance would have to be The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes. Um, While it isn't strictly a romance read, it's probably more fits into the historical fiction. I just, I love the, the fact that our protagonists end up finding men that are right for them in a world where there's in a world where marriage is kind of seen as a bit of a contract or a bit of a convenience, um, especially where, where these women exist and live in, um, I want to, I want to say outback America, but that doesn't sound right, but it's more Western America. Right. Um, and they, they have a, a like this really beautiful love of literature as well and love of stories. And I think that, that whilst there is a, a thread of romance when we talk about the characters and um, their their relationships with the men throughout the story, I also think there's a little bit of romance in there for the lo- novels and the literature as well that they share with their community. Definitely. I actually haven't read that one. Oh, TBR. I, uh, I, well, I started reading it a few years ago. I think like when it first came out, because I remember the cover that I read was like navy blue with stars on it and now it looks different um, yeah right like is this a different book but then I realized it was the same book and I actually didn't finish it um I got like a few chapters in but I read it when I was kind of leaving young adult and going into the beginning of romance um and so I think I think it was just too old for me at that time so maybe I'll like it again now but when I first picked it up I think it was just, I wasn't at that level yet. Whereas now I'm like, yeah, maybe. And if you don't normally read historical fiction either, like it can be quite hard to step back in time. Yeah. Carly Minogue song. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think that um, I would definitely pick it up and give it another go, even if it's not now and it's something that you wait a few more years to read. Um, But it is certainly a very beautiful story and has a nice little thread of romance. Who knows? It might surprise you. Yes. Well, I did love her other books. So 
I guess that was why I picked it up in the first place because I read me before you and me after you and still me yeah. <laughs> the third one <laughs> yeah the third one the one yeah. that doesn't have the me after you or the me before you and the cover <laughs> is completely different as well it's yes and the size of the book and oh there's just yeah. so much about I literally nearly bought another copy because it, they put it they republished it in the smaller paperback and, th- and then my boyfriend was like you don't need it and I was like I, I do <laughs> my bookshelves needed yeah. <laughs> yeah mine's like awkwardly placed I think um it'll it looks a bit like that but it's on the other side of my bookshelf because yeah each of them are different and look different and have different people on the front and oh, why do publishers do that it's so annoying. Are they I don't know do you reckon it is like to make more money off you like that you go well I really want the matching set so I'm gonna buy it again I haven't thought of it like that hmm sneaky maybe that should maybe i should do a bit of a bookstore and podcast investigation (laughs) yes like it's almost like a bit of a crime episode like a true crime (laughs) podcast episode Hmm. (laughs) exclusive (laughs) yeah exclusive exclusive um well talking about surprises What is a romance read that has actually surprised you? Something you didn't necessarily go into thinking you would like, but has surprised you? I think mine would be Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne. Um, When I went to pick it up, I had heaps of people say they didn't like it. Just like a lot of people. And I was like, okay, I won't read it. And then I saw it at the library and I was like, okay, I'll read it. So I picked it up. And I literally loved it so much. Like, I was absolutely obsessed with it. Um, I know the main person who told me not to read it was Cass, Cozy Reads with Cass. Um, and she's like, no, don't do it. It was actually at a Booked and Busy Briz meetup. She's like, don't do it. Like, you won't like it. Trust me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just ignore you. <laughs> and so I read it. And then I literally, I loved it so much. Like, all the characters were amazing. I laughed. I got so emotional at so many of the characters like I just wanted to give the book a hug like it was just it was so beautiful that was not what I expected at all because I expected to not like it so my big question for you is did you buy your own copy oh my god I haven't yet okay I wanted to (laughs) I wanted to so bad (laughs) and I'm not allowed (laughs) are you on a are you on a book buying ban I was yeah. Um, and then it was um, my birthday week last week um, and I got four books. So, you know, um, we're just going to ignore that. But also sometimes when you, um, when you want to buy a book or you've got the money there to spend on a book or, um, yeah, like you've been gifted a book, it's like, oh, I don't really want to ask for one I've already read when I could get one that I haven't read yet. Yeah, literally. And, like, I was like, I could get a book and I'm like, why would I buy one that I've already read when I know I'm not going to read it again soon? Yeah. Well, like, Cause like I have like over a hundred books on my to be read right now. Like I have a problem. But, <laughs> like if I buy one that I've already read, then I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, it feels a bit of a waste. Like you want, you would rather something that you haven't read to, to add to it. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to get it one day and I've recommended it to a lot of people. So like, I know 
that I'm still putting the word out there. Yeah, and it also can become, can become a loan that you pass on to other people as well. So sometimes yeah. that's a good excuse to get a book as well. Yep, definitely. Uh, one of mine is uh, The Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. And I got this one from the library as well because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. Well, I absolutely loved it. And what I really liked about it was the a romance but being framed as a husband and a wife needing to reconnect and rekindle, not like a brand new relationship um, or exes, like actually two people that were in a relationship and needing to um, find that love between one another again or like rekindle the flame, a very um, romance a romance term there. And the really quirky idea of a book club made up of men who read romance stories enable that will enable them to either become closer with their partners or find a partner or solve a problem that they're having um, in the love department. And I just thought, even though it, it is yeah, definitely a little bit of fantasy and that, that whole idea um, probably doesn't actually exist. I think that the, the book was done really well and is a little bit tongue in cheek. And I recently finished reading undercover bromance as well. Um, and although I didn't love it as much as the first, I still really liked it. Like I, I still want to continue reading the series and yeah, it certainly took me yeah. by surprise. I actually haven't read that one, but um, one of my other bookstagram friends, um, Tina, who's tiny reader underscore, she is like obsessed with the Bromance Book Club series. And so I'm always like, okay, I'll buy it, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. But it's actually so hard to buy in Australia. I don't know why. I don't know what they have against us, but it is just so difficult to find. Um, I know it's on Amazon for like $30. And I was like, maybe, but I kind of wanted to ask like my local bookstore to see if they could get it in, but then they couldn't. And then it was just kind of like, we'll see. I'm just going to try keep trying. Yeah, I found that as well. And I think that might've actually been part of the reason why I ended up just going, oh, it's just like 20 minutes down the road at the library and I felt the need to read it. And I was like, well, just, let's just go to the library and get it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's such a shame that it is difficult to find. I'm finding that with um, the X hex by Erin Sterling, like that is all over bookstagram at the moment. And I've read it and I've read the blurb and I'm like, I really want to read this, but the only way to get it is through the book depository or Amazon. And I'm trying, I try really hard not to support uh, those kinds of businesses. And yeah, like you were saying before, I'd rather try and support my local bookstore. Um, but yeah, when, when you're really desperate to read a book, it can become quite, you're quite torn about where to buy it from. It's like that with the Colleen books as well. Like they're literally unavailable like from Amazon. And some bookstores are starting to get them in. Like, um, two of the books that I bought when I was um, on my book splurge was Colin, were Colleen Hoover books. Um, I bought It Ends With Us and Ugly Love, which I'm very excited to read. I haven't read them yet, but they both are very popular on just everything. It's all over TikTok. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to read them as well, but they're so hard to find. Like, they only have her really popular ones, not like the kind of more not as popular ones. Yeah, some of her other like backlist. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, one other book that I really wanted to make sure I mentioned at some stage during the podcast is Love and Colour by Balua Babaloa. I believe I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. And it was a surprising read for me because it is a collection of short stories. And whilst I have read short stories, I always come away feeling a little bit like meh about it, like not really loving it, but kind of did it. Um, whereas this one, I actually really loved every single story and I love the idea that there was uh, mythical stories from around the world being retold and reimagined. And I just thought it was very beautifully done. It's not one that I have seen much on Bookstagram at all. Like I think this might've come off a, a list of books, like a new release list of books or, but I really recommend it. So um, if you are, if anyone listening is interested in some short stories, highly recommend Love in Colour. It was really well awesome. done. It's beautifully written, like so poetic, like fell in love with the language being used. Oh, sounds really good. And we've sort of come towards the end of the podcast. And the question that I wanted to ask you to end is what romance reader are you looking forward to reading? Hmm. I think I'm, I don't really keep up with like what's to come. So I'm more so when I saw this question I kind of thought about my own to be read um, and what I'm most looking forward to reading on my to be read um, and I picked up the soulmate equation by Christina Lauren um, and I'm very excited to read that one um, I'm not sure really when I'm going to actually get around to reading it because I kind of have like a set TBR that I'm kind of trying to get through um, but I might try and squeeze that one in a little bit because I'm very excited to read it. It is good. I, I did quite like it. I read it a little bit earlier in the year. Um, and it certainly, like, it certainly has that Christina Lauren flair to it. So yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, mine's similar as well. Like, I, as much as there's probably a handful of books that I'm like, I'm really looking forward to reading or I know that are coming out. Um, I had an impulse grab at the library um, not that long ago. And um, the, it was first of all, the cover grabbed me. Like it's really simplistic. It's kind of like a mint green with like a rough um, kind of like brushwork of yellow over the top. And then there's a line drawing of, I believe it to be like a man in a woman's hand. And it is called Out of Love by Hazel Hayes. And it's essentially, it rem the, the premise of it reminds me a little bit of like One Day by David Nichols. Hope that's I hope that's the author's name off the top of my head um where we where we see a couple for one day um every year but this one works backwards so it actually mm -hmm. starts at the end of their relationship and goes backwards from there and I don't think it's necessarily a one day setup where we only see one day a year but yeah. it reminded me of that and I really did love that book and that was one that I was trying hard to kind of work in <laughs> to some of my answers tonight um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to read that one. So I've just smashed out a few romance reads, currently re reading A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes because it finally arrived in the mail and I've waited so long for that to turn up. And then I reckon I'll give this one a go. Yeah, that looks really good. It yeah. Really good. Yeah. And I like sometimes just stumbling across a book like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. It's always the ones you least expect. Mm. And especially in the library, because it's like, well, it doesn't cost me anything. If I take it home and I read the first chapter or two, 
it's not like I've lost 30 bucks. So like literally all the time I'll have like 30 books to read and then I'll go to the library and I'll be like, Ooh, what's this? (laughs) And I'll literally pick up like 10 books and then I just forget about every book I have at home. (laughs) Um, it's quite funny how it works like that. Hey, and it'll, it'll just be like something that you might put on hold or a suggestion that you put in that happened months ago. And it's probably been a little while since I've actually been to the library. And then all of a sudden I had like five library books in my hand and was walking out yeah. with them all. <laughs> I tend to do that with borrow box as well. Mm. Like I'm just like, Oh, I just have a little scroll. And then I have like 10 books borrowed and like three audio books. And I'm like, when am I going to listen to this? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Or you hit like reserve and then suddenly they all come in at once. <laughs> oh my God. Every time. Always. <laughs> and the audio books or the eBooks are hard because they can, if they, you might not, you might even get partway through one. And if someone else has got it reserved after you, it, it's, it goes. And then you might yeah. be halfway through the book. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me. I've had a really good time and I've got a heap of new books I need to add to my TBR. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. You're super welcome. And now a sweet treat just for you as you listen to the entire episode. Here is a little clip of what to expect in next week's podcast. So Heidi, how would you describe when apricots bloom in three words? I would say suspenseful, um, confronting and memorable. I think the characters are what were memorable for me. Um, yeah, just meeting all the three women and their stories and how they all were intertwined, I think that really made the book for me. Yeah, certainly. Mine were Embroiled, Surprising and Motherhood were probably the three things that um, left its mark on me. And it kind of like feeds into what you were saying there as well, that idea of it being suspenseful um, and those like intertwining lives that each of the women, uh, the intertwining lives that we see from each of the women as well. You have been listening to the Bookstory Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Podcast.